Alright, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of Fan Speculation. Vinny, you have been chosen to be my co-host. <laughs> I accept. <laughs> you like that little reference there of what if. Uh-huh. A crazy episode we had. The the season finale of What If. Um, CJ Palmasano along with my co-host. Vinny Carini. We are remote once again, but the good news is is that I have better sounding audio this time. I have my old interface, which I'm able to use for this episode. I'm still waiting on my new one so Vinny can finally come back to my place and do the podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, first and foremost, how you doing, Vin? How would what, you think of this episode? You excited for the shit we got to talk about tonight? Fuck yeah. It was a bug. We got an Avengers movie out of the, le- the season finale of what? Pretty much, yeah. So much cool shit happened. Uh, Vinny and I also went to go see Venom Let There Be Carnage last weekend. We have our thoughts about that. We'll get into later on the podcast. We also have uh, literally the day after we saw the po- uh, the podcast, the movie, uh, leaked audio of Tobey Maguire from the Spider-Man No Way Home movie uh, has surfaced all over the internet. We have to talk about that. Uh, we have to talk about a certain cast member on the Black Panther Wakanda Forever set Apparently is anti-vax and is spreading misinformation. We'll get to more into that in a little while. But first, Vinny, we have to talk about episode nine, the final episode of this season of What If. We confirmed uh, before the show even started that we were getting a second ep- uh, second season. Um, I think the big question we need to tackle first of all: um, where the fuck was Gamora before this this big event happened? Uh huh. I guess they ran out of funding. I, I don't know what it is. I I mean, I was watching uh, New Rockstar's uh, Inside Marvel podcast after I had watched the uh, the the initial What If episode, and apparently some of the directors saying, "Oh, because of COVID or delays or whatever." I'm just like, "You y'all had most of this shit in the can, ready to go in 2019. Like that's how you were able to get Chadwick Boseman into this thing." Um, yeah. But what I'm thinking is maybe they. Um, they wanted to save this for the second season. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't see why you couldn't have just made 10 episodes and given an episode entirely to Gamora. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, Tony Stark was with her, too. I mean, listen, the easiest thing could have done that they could have done was just add a fucking episode to the season. It's really not out of the ordinary. I mean, how many episodes of Bad Batch were there? At least, oh, like... Shit. like like twelve, was at least, right? There was quite yeah, a few. A decent bit. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't see why it has to be nine episodes. I don't know what Marvel's thing is. I mean, it's it's like it's it's weird that you have to end on a on a third of a like you know because because WandaVision had nine. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier had six. I think Loki had six, and now this has nine. I don't know why it's going in the threes with this with this uh, how many episodes there should be, but. Overall, this is a crazy fucking episode. So we start things off with um, how the fuck did we start things off? I can't even remember. <laughs> um, we are seeing now the the uh, Uatu the Watcher is taking each hero we have seen from each uh, multiverse uh, scenario. So we see uh, Captain Peggy Carter being taken, uh, but she is it seems like the events of. Captain America the Winter Soldier is going on right now, and as her and Black Widow are BFFs. And uh, yep. what's his name? Uh, the guy who plays Backtruck, uh, he's he's making that money, man. He was a Winter Soldier. He was in The Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and now he's in this show. Uh, they're essentially doing the Falcon, Falcon, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier's uh, movie. Uh, Black Widow and her are best friends, apparently, and she's trying to set her up with Bernard from accounting. He must sound like a real dork. Um, and as she's fighting Backtrack, uh, she she's like, whoa, what is that? Like, what, you're afraid? It's like, no, really, what is that? And she sees the Watcher. Captain Peggy Carter, you have been chosen. Then we go over to uh, we over, go over to Star-Lord, uh, T'Challa, as he's trying to save uh, uh, Missouri, and he saves Peter Quill uh, to fight uh, Ego. And he's been chosen. Then we go over to Gamora, and she's been chosen with Tony Stark, and there with uh, Dmitri. And they're destroying the Infinity Gauntlet, which we later find out is the Infinity Crusher, the Stone Crusher. 
Uh, yeah. Gamora's been chosen. Then Killmonger's been chosen. And uh, Doctor Strange Supreme was already chosen. But I think the funniest one was Thor. Just attacking all the Ultron bots. It's like, I was supposed oh, to yeah, go yeah. on a date. But Thor, son of Odin. Party of... Oh, oh, oh. Like, you have been... You, you, oh, screw this. You have been... Ah! <laughs> and they're in the... <laughs> And they're in the pub together, uh, Peggy's pub, uh, which Thor decides to leave. Like I wouldn't do that. And then it's a in the sides of some kind of magical little dimension that they're in. Um, The Watcher has picked all of these heroes, well, heroes excluding uh, Killmonger, uh, to go in and try and stop uh, Ultron. Now. What they have, they could devise a little plan, and they go into this planet which has very little intelligent life. Uh, Ultron finds them, they get into a huge battle, and what they have to do is capture the Soul Stone. Um, they devise the plan. What was really crazy is how uh, Doctor Strange takes the zombies and just plops them on Doctor Strange Supreme. Uh, sorry, onto Ultron, and in comes Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Uh, what did you zombie, think about Zombie Scarlet Witch? Yes, Zombie Scarlet Witch. What do you think about Zombie Scarlet Witch coming in in this episode, returning? I thought she was she was cool because she like she made an impact, and then he just got angry and fucking imploded the planet. Well, she she realized that it was Vision, Vision's body, but then he yeah he just fucking blew up the entire planet. Yeah. So we see that, and then they're on to the world where Ultron came from, and they have the Soul Stone thanks to T'Challa. And they're yep. going to devise a plan, and then Black Widow shows up. The, this universe is Black Widow, where you know her and Clint escaped. Uh, she's the only living person left, and she's wary. Like I'm supposed to be the only living person on this planet, and somehow I see all of you. Captain Carter is able to. Uh, she's able to convince Nat that they are friends, and they are. Uh, I also love the cool scene between Captain Carter and Black Widow, just fucking up Ultron with both their shields. That was a great yeah. scene. I love that scene so much. You know, Doctor Strange. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. The yeah, combat, I mean, the combat sequences were like fast paced and intense, and it was oh, it was awesome. so good. It was so good. I mean, and then there's so much other stuff going on too. Like I love Thor shouting "Viva Las Vegas" with the with the, with the lightning, and yeah. like, and Ultron's like, "Well, I can't say that's a battle cry I've heard before." <laughs> <laughs> so, so I love that you know I, they, they didn't get James Spader to come back to play Ultron, but I love that they. You know, that's one thing about Ultron I liked is that he had the humor of Tony Stark uh, in his AI. So we see all that. We we see we see the point where the they try to destroy the Soul Stone, but Gamora says that's not. Gonna, I forgot it's not going to work because. These Infinity Stones are not from my reality. I made this soul, soul, uh, the, the Stone Crusher to destroy the Infinity Stones on my universe. Now, all of a sudden, the Infinity Stones and their logic work for this episode, but I digress. Uh, eventually, to a point where Ultron is so powerful, Peggy and Black Widow come up with a plan to get the arrow, the Zola AI, inside of him. Zola, they get it with this epic scene where where Black Widow shoots the, shoots the arrow into Ultron's eye. We see... Excuse me, Zola and Ultron talking to each other inside, which was a nice yep, callback yep. if you remember Vin from Age of Ultron, when when Jarvis was asking Ultron, "What is your purpose here? What what are you, what are your intentions?" Same, it's yep. a similar thing. Now the the shoes on the other foot with Ultron being the AI and Zola being the uh, I don't know if I can trust you, and he couldn't. Uh huh. One other details we saw is that Killmonger he had that Ultron head. Eventually, when Ultron was defeated, yeah, I knew, I knew I, Killmonger. You couldn't, was you couldn't trust him. You couldn't trust him. That's why I didn't like that episode, dude. Exactly. What were your thoughts? Because because we as you said in the podcast before that you were not crazy about the Killmonger episode. What were your thoughts when like you're like, wait, why did the Watcher choose him? Uh, what, oh, over like. Uh, what, what were your thoughts like? Wh- like when they're going through each hero, and each person that the Watcher chose, did you have any th- thoughts of like why did Uatu choose him? Why so, would he choose Killmonger? No, I- I'm asking you. Did you have any? Did you have any thoughts as to why did he choose him? Like I'm asking you. It's a yes or no question. I'm not following CJ. I'm sorry. What? I'm asking you. What were your thoughts when you saw that Uatu chose Killmonger? 
Oh. Well, I knew he was going to pick Killmonger because he was the main focus of that episode. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't, he wasn't the first, he wasn't the first uh, hero to have their own episode, but once you see the first two heroes, you realize that the Watcher is picking every, like, main focus yeah, from it, each episode. You know what yeah, I mean? Yes, I understand that. But it's just as far as, like, what Killmonger was, he was the main focus, but he was a bad guy and still is a bad guy. And as we see, he couldn't be trusted. Well, he, he, he still took Doctor Strange. Well, yes, but Strange seemed to I'm have... Gonna call him, I'm going to call him Mega Strange. Well, he's Strange Supreme. Strange Supreme. But the thing about Strange is that he is... He's yeah, seen I think the, he's Supreme. He's, Supreme. <laughs> he's seen the error of his ways, and now he wants... And now he is willing to help. So, at least Strange, he did it out of the compassion of his heart to try and bring back his loved one. Whereas Killmonger, he just wanted to be... He just wanted to rule. He wanted to be king. He wanted to throne. He wanted to rule everything. And as we saw, he was able to take the Ultron head and make his own suit with the Infinity Stones in it. But as we see, Zola was able to revive the the Vision body, and now they're fighting in an eternal battle to get the stones. And that's when Strange realized this was never about us winning. This was about them. Uh, this was about the stones not being used. So Uatu and Strange trapped Killmonger and Zola inside this multiversal little prison to which Doctor Strange now has to watch him for watch them for all of eternity. Yep. We, go we go back to the pub, everybody goes back home. Captain Carter didn't want to go back, but Watu said, Trust me, the your universe needs Captain Carter. Black Widow was pissed at Watu, considering that these are your games, your stories. Why can't you do anything like I can't interfere? And, you, and I, I'm not yeah. going back. So as a thank you, Uatu sent but this, that Black Widow, or Ultron One, to the universe where Black Widow died, as we see Captain America and Captain Carter and Nick Fury fighting uh, uh, Loki's army, to where Black Widow comes in and saves the day. Fury realizes it's not his Natasha, but you've got her spirit. Yeah. As we skip over to the after credit scene, which I was hoping we would, we see Black Widow and Captain Carter, and Cap uh, Black Widow has a surprise for her. This little bunker with the Hydra Stomper and she says and there's someone in there I mean yeah. Skinny That's Steve Rogers Steve. Skinny Steve. Steve Rogers so obviously this is leading as if no one else would believe it before this is leading to a second season where we'll probably see what happens with Skinny Steve and Peggy Carter but yeah. um, but we have a lot of questions here first of all uh, we talked about Gamora let's get into a little more with Gamora um, what do you think Vin that Tony Stark and Gamora were doing because uh, supposedly in her in, in her little reality, she killed Thanos and she just and she stopped him. And apparently there was a battle on Sakaar. So what do you think Gamora's purpose is or what she's trying to do in her reality? And how do you think Tony Stark got there? I, you know what? That I have no idea because these shows are so fucking ass backwards. You can't really predict anything because it's anything. I just don't know. I have no idea what they could be up, up to beyond the Infinity Infinity War. Well, I have a few theories. One, my first theory is, what if Tony was the one who went inside of the Quinjet instead of the Hulk? Now, my reasoning for this is, the Hulk did end up on Sakaar, where we saw him and Thor meet in Thor Ragnarok. So, what if Tony ended up being on Sakaar, he was able to have the Hulkbuster armor in there, and he was trapped on there for a long time, to eventually where Thanos went to Sakaar, I assume to get an Infinity Stone, uh, yeah. where Gamora defeated him. Yeah. But Tony is also talking about another big bag, big bad, big threat looming in the back, in the, in the darkness, and we never know what can happen. Now, there's a few big bads you could be talking about. One is Galactus. Considering we got a big, big Galactic, Galactus Easter egg last week, I wouldn't. I could say, uh -huh. I could say it could be fair that we could see Galactus show up in a future uh, season of What If, and then eventually transition to a major big bad of the Marvel uh, multiverse. I could see that. I could see Galactus being used as this show's next big bad villain. I would want this to be a launching pad, though, for him to become the big bad of the MCU. Well, you can't right now because you know it's gonna be uh, it's, it's gonna be Kang. 
Well, that's the other person I was thinking of. What if we start to see Kang's little, little uh, conquering fingers all over this entire, uh, you know, throughout the course of this show? Because I do think Kang, I've said before, we talked about it when, uh, when he was first seen in uh, Loki, that he could be a villain that could be seen for so many movies, and you could just be defeating Kang variants over and over again to the point where you don't know when you've actually defeated the real one. Yeah. The most powerful one. Well, well, you defeated one, but you didn't defeat the others. Exactly. Kang has an infinite amount of realities of different versions of himself. It can be hard to defeat him. So that's where I see that where this could be going. And honestly, you know, maybe when they got the green light for the second season, maybe they decided to, hey, let's just move this to the second season. Because th- there's a lot going on there with Gamora and Tony Stark. Hopefully Tony Stark doesn't die in that reality because every single time he's died in an episode of What If, except for this one. Maybe it's because he's supposed to. We, I think we touched upon that last week, that uh, Tony Stark's death could be an absolute point in time. You know? And yeah. Kang, and I, I think possibly Kang could have made it to that, you know? You know, he, him discovering time travel and then seeing that Tony Stark is the one who discovered it earlier in his time than Kang did. Well, I mean, because, you know, because Kang said he's from the 30th, 30th, 30th or 31st century discovering time travel. Tony Stark's the one who discovered it in the 21st century. So, obviously, Kang is not going to want Tony Stark to discover more about time travel, so he made sure in every reality Tony Stark wouldn't do that because you know Tony Stark will be hunting Kang. Oh, yeah. Because if you discovered this and you discovered all these threats, why wouldn't you do that? Also, there's a little bit of an e- uh, a little bit of a thing where when Tony in, in Endgame says to Cap, "When you mess with time, it tends to mess to mess back." You'll see. Yeah. yeah. What if Tony already knew about Kang? Nah, I don't think so. I think it's possible that he could have known about Kang or just some kind of threat. He was the first person in the MCU to discover what t- to discover and create time travel. So I don't think it's out of the ordinary that he could have at least known about some looming threat in the future. I just don't think Tony knows about Kang. So you think it's just he's always just meant to die in every reality? Yeah, I think he, his death is an absolute point in time. Well, I think Kang is the reason why it's an absolute point in time. Mm. I, to me, it makes sense. To me, it makes sense that he, uh, you know, he would do this. Kang would do this because obviously Tony Stark would be a huge threat to Kang and his his uh, his. His uh, his goals to conquer every reality there is, no pun intended there. No, I I get it. Why hasn't Kang shown up in the multiverse yet? Maybe well, he's going to show up in season two. He could show up in season two, or I mean, right now he's only scheduled to show up in uh, Ant Man Quantum Mania, and that's coming out, I believe, in twenty twenty three. So I mean, I don't know when we could see a second season of What If. I would imagine we probably get it within the next couple of years or so. Let some of these bigger, excuse me, bigger projects come up. Um, out of all the episodes, what would you say is your favorite, Vinny? T'Challa Lord episode. Star Lord T'Challa. Hell yeah! I thought you were gonna say this one. Listen, it's pre- it's it's really cool. I just like the intro for T'Challa, and you know the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's got to be in my at least top three favorite ones. I love this one. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it was really, really good. My favorite, my, my, I mean, my two favorite ones, like up there, uh, strange T'Challa. And I loved the week prior to this where Ultron, where we introduced Ultron as like infinity Ultron with the stones. From the last episode. Yes. The previous episode. Hell yeah. That was All, a good, that was a good one because oh, yeah. you know what? You start to see the Watcher like have to come out of a shell to defend reality. Yeah, I this this whole series has been great, man. I I loved every just about every episode. My least favorite was the one with uh with the Avengers dying. That was my least favorite. But out of all the shows we've seen so far, where would you rank this? So so we have uh, WandaVision, the Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, and What If. We have four shows on a scale of one to four. Where does this rank for you? In honesty, this this is gonna hurt some people. I think number one is Loki. Number two is 
Number two is Captain America Winter Soldier. I mean, not Captain America Winter Soldier. Uh, Captain Falcon. That's what I'm going to call it. Make it short and sweet. <laughs> okay. And um, then what if? WandaVision. WandaVision. Wow. WandaVision's bottom of the barrel for you? Yeah. Is it because you don't like it or is it because it's just how the shows have played out? How the shows have played out. I mean, yeah, I don't think any of them are bad series. To buy oh, yeah, none of them are bad. I would have to say, like, for me, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or Captain America and the Winter Soldier is at the bottom of the list for me. Not because it was bad by any means. Um, I loved it, um, but I'm more into this kind of stuff that Loki's doing, WandaVision's doing, What If is doing. I love this kind of weird, outside-of-the-box, like, crazy scenarios of all these different multiversal beings. Like, I'm, I love that kind of stuff. Loki might still be my favorite. And then I think, what if then WandaVision? But overall, there's not a bad show you could pick as your favorite. On Twitter, we'll put you know, a poll. You know what, my, you oh, know, go ahead. You know, I'm going to change. Well, you know, it wasn't my favorite episode, but the, the episode with Doctor Strange in What If... I gotta say, like, storyline-wise, like, how, how that show was written, phenomenal. I think that was an awesome, awesome episode, because for once, not everything is happy. Oh, yeah. That was fucking depressing, that episode. Yeah. A total mindfuck. Yeah. And, and, and you should have more stuff like that in the MCU. Not every ending has to be happy. I mean, look yep. at Inf- look at Infinity War when that movie came- when that movie first came out. It blew all of our minds. We're like, "Oh my God, Thanos won!" I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to cement this as a big bad guy, and to potentially make the next Avengers even bigger than this one, sometimes the Avengers gotta lose, and they gotta lose really badly. Same thing goes with with yep. uh, with, with this one. You know, with, with Strange. You know, not everybody's gonna get a happy ending. Mm-hmm. That's how life works. That's it. But overall, uh, I, I just want Marvel to keep putting out these shows because it's all of them I've enjoyed. Um, there's a few things that maybe we don't like, but those are our opinions. Uh, I, I loved this show top to bottom. I cannot wait for a season two. So far, these are the only shows as far as Loki and What If are the only ones we're getting as a season two so far. But uh, overall, great, great time. Uh, anybody who hasn't watched it, I highly recommend you watch it. And if you're listening to this podcast, then you've definitely watched it. Yeah. We, uh, we should have done a spoiler alert at the beginning. Dude, we never give spoiler alerts because anybody who listens to this podcast at this point knows what we're getting into. That's true. I think it's fair to say that we should give spoiler alerts for our like you know our movie reviews. Yeah, okay. We usually always do that, which we All will right, get so- in... Which we will get yeah, into. I was, I was just about to say we're about to talk about Venom and Carnage. We will get into into a little bit, but first, Vinny, we have to get into a pretty big news story that was trending as of today. So, um, that particular character we were talking about uh, from the set of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, the actress known as Latia Wright. You may know her as Shuri. Apparently, yep. she is uh, anti-vax. Not only is she anti-vax, but she apparently spreads misinformation about the vaccine. Uh, I have an article in front of me here, so I haven't really read all of it. But bear with me. It shouldn't be too long. So here we go. Get through as quickly and painlessly as possible. Uh, the actress deleted her social media account following a similar backlash in December of 2020. Once again, Black Panther's Latia Wright is trending on social media over her anti-vaccine views. Wright, known for playing Shuri in the Marvel's hit Black Panther series, deleted her social media last year after sharing some anti-vax sentiments that Jiro previously reported. The actress shared a video from the YouTube channel Off the Table, which highlights conspiracy theories surrounding the COVID-19 vaccine. The video questioned the legitimacy of the vaccine, and while not... And while at no point did she write that she endorsed the ideas of the video, it still caught a lot of attention from many of her fans and followers. Now the actress is trending again as reports allege that Wright has been sharing her anti-vaccine segment on the set of Black Panther 2. In a new piece from The Hollywood Reporter entitled, quote, Hollywood Battle Lines Emerge in Simmering Vaccine War, writers 
Tatiana Siegel, Chris Gardner, and Boris Kitt break down the scattered politics surrounding the COVID-19 vaccine in Hollywood. Outside of exposing the hundreds of crew members, actors, and more of it takes time to make a film, the financial cost of someone getting a COVID-19 on set is high, sometimes reaching even seven figures if production must halt for weeks. Now, studios are forced to examine and look at their protocols, policies surrounding the COVID-19 and the future of the industry. Per The Hollywood Reporter, it becomes thicker when talent is divided on the vaccine. The outlet reports that the set of Black Panther Wakanda Forever has expressed negative sentiments surrounding the jab. Per the report, quote, a set source says that she has uh, exposed Suppose similar views about the COVID-19 vaccine at on the Atlanta production. The British actress quietly parted ways with her entire U.S. team of representatives in the wake of the backlash of overposting a controversial anti-vaccine video in December. The wow. article the article caused Wright and her character Shuri to trend on Twitter, with some fans expressing their confusion and frustration surrounding the actress' stance. Once used, pointed out the irony. Uh, one user, I should say, pointed out the irony of the character's scientific background. Shuri not trusting science is mad funny. LMAO with a lot of O's at the end. Yeah, it's saying another Twitter user by the name of Mast, uh, Master MaxNDDS. It's crazy how Shuri is one of the smartest characters in the MCU, and yet her vaccine, and yet her actress makes no sense. Uh, we're, exactly. Before deleting her social media accounts last year, she wrote a tweet. If you don't conform to popular opinions, but ask questions and think for yourself, you get canceled. She then deleted the tweet, uh, the tweet, quote, my intention was not to hurt anyone. My only in capital letters intention of posting the video was it raised concerns with that vaccine and it contains that what are putting in our bodies, nothing else. End quote. Excuse me. Wright then deleted her social media accounts, and the video she shared was officially taken down from YouTube for violating the website's terms of services. Okay, so there's a lot to take she in. She deleted there. all of her social media accounts? Uh, apparently at, at, at uh, the end of last year, or, yeah, the end of last year. So that's a lot to take in. Um, yeah. it's, it's very ironic that... She, uh, her character, I mean, again, she's not a real scientist. She's like, it's just ironic that her character, who is one of the most brilliant scientists in the entire MCU, who we've seen so far, uh, the real-life actress who plays her is against the vaccine. Now, the article I read in question does not necessarily give her exact things she has said about the vaccine. Uh, this, this, is all, this is all alleged and reporting, uh, not entirely confirmed. But a lot of media outlets are reporting on this. Vinny, what are your thoughts on this as uh, Latia Wright appears to be anti-vax and spreading misinformation? So regardless regardless of the COVID, the COVID stuff, this is the problem I have with actors thinking that they're like politicians. Like, they need to just keep their opinions to them fucking selves, make the shit that we want to watch, and keep your fucking mouth shut. The, the, the number one problem with society is that people are listening to actors more than the factual fucking scientists. And that's the problem I have, because these actors, they have such an influence on people that they're going to believe them over the actual people who went to school to become a scientist or a doctor or a nurse or anything like that. Like, some of these actors never even graduated fucking high school and they got picked up at a ball and were given the opportunity of a lifetime because they won the, the reality's lottery. Matthew, like, the guy, Matthew McConaughey, he's really cool, I love him as an actor, love, like, the stuff that he's written about, like, self-help, and building yourself, and being an inspiration to yourself, and, and stuff like that, but, he was fucking wasted in a bar when they picked him up to do Dazed and Confused. Like, what the fuck? You, you shouldn't have a fucking opinion about anything. I'm sure Shuri wasn't a fucking political science major or anything like that, or a chemical engineer or a biologist or a fucking neurochemist. Who, who the fuck knows? I'm, 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 what I'm trying to say here is actors and actresses should not have a public opinion on anything regarding health or politics. And I completely agree. To Matthew McConaughey's point, I mean, I think it's good that he's now turned his life around when he was kind of a bum before they did Days and Confused. But... To your credit, to your point, I agree with you. Regardless of what your your stance is as a as a, your politics or or how you view things, if you are someone of that you know very high spotlight on you, 
you shouldn't be. I mean, first of all, my my whole thing as far as like you know with the vaccine and all that, like just don't. I don't like when people spread inf- misinformation about it. This thing has been out long enough to whether you can choose whether or not you want to take it or not. Okay, you can do that. You know, you know that is up to you. That I truly believe that is up to you. Okay, I may have gone on a rant earlier earlier this year on an episode saying like, you know, if you want all these things to go back to normal and whatever, take the vaccine. Okay, I get that. And that episode, I was very pissed off in the moment. And, and Vinny, you remember? Okay, so I don't want that to contra- I, I don't want that to contradict what I said in a previous episode. What I am saying, what I truly believe, is that you get it. You want to get it? Go ahead. You don't want to get it? Okay, but. Don't be surprised if not enough people don't do it and then more shit keep more rollbacks come. That was my point. But what I hate more than anything with this whole thing is that when people are spreading misinformation and buying into conspiracy theories, don't buy into that bullshit. And I agree with you, Vin. She shouldn't be doing this shit. No, but nobody in her in her uh, high caliber of a spot in Hollywood should be doing this. Trying to influence others. Trying to influence others for whatever fucking reason that you may have. Your opinions and your opinions but that doesn't mean they're fucking right. You can stand by them. All, you can stand by them all you want, but that doesn't mean what you're saying about the COVID vaccine is true. You could say if you could say that oh it if you're a man it makes you grow a pair of tits. No, there's no scientific evidence to prove that. Oh well, you'll you'll have three testicles. Anybody else see a man grow a third testicle since getting the COVID vaccine? Not me. Fact of the matter is, this shit needs to stop. And a big question here is, we've already seen one person under the Disney umbrella who apparently is reportedly to come back at some point for season four of Mandalorian. Excuse me, Gina Carano, but we don't have time to talk about Gina tonight. What do you think this could... could Do you think this could... Uh, get her in some hot water, Vin, to the point where she might not have her job anymore? Nah. I think they have plans for Shuri and they need her. I don't know, man. Uh, I will bring Gina Carano up as an example. Gina was supposed to get Knights of the High, Re- the Knights of the High Republic show. And that was going to be her show. She was going to star in it. And then she kept, you know, running her mouth. And then she got fired. Uh, I, and now, I, we'll never get that, now, now we'll never get that awesome content. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that show has been nixed entirely uh, after they let Gina go. But if she is apparently could come back in season four of The Mandalorian, maybe it could happen again. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, I think if you know you keep running your mouth like this, it could end you in a lot of hot water. You know? Yeah. I don't want to see. I don't want to see her leave as the character because we've seen. We've seen her as Shuri, and I don't think there's anybody else who could play that character better than her. Yeah. I just don't want this to lead to a point where where Marvel comes to terms and, and release her of her contract. Well, I think Shuri's a much more important character than Gina Carano's character was to the MCU versus Star Wars. I would it's, say so, yes. You know, so I, I think she's safe for now. I would say so for now, yes, but it's a similar pattern with Gina. You know, she was saying things and doing things, but Gina was at a point where it's like it was relentless and it just kept happening over and over and over again, even when they told her, hey, you know, stop doing this, and she kept doing it. Yeah. So that's why with the whole Gina Carano thing, like we, I think we briefly talked about it before when she initially got fired. I uh, don't like that she got fired because I love her character and I think she's a great actress. But, you know, when your employer keeps telling you to do something, to stop doing something and you keep doing it, well, should you be surprised that you that you're going to get fired? Because I wasn't. Don't be surprised when the Guilos come after you. The the Guilos, huh? Yeah. Is Mickey Mouse a Guilo? (laughs) Yes. Don't you bitch. (laughs) No, Mickey, stop. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Uh, moving on to the more, uh, the more topics that we have because we are pressed for time here. For the rest of this podcast, we're going to talk about all the fucking cool shit that happened with Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the Spider-Man news, uh, and that after credit scene. So here is our spoiler warning. If you did not see Venom, Let There Be Carnage, turn off the podcast now and come back 
then listen to our review. If you don't care about the spoilers, you're more than welcome to stick around. One friend of ours, Andreas Palakaris, what's up, buddy? Uh, He doesn't care about the spoilers because apparently he was watching a spoiler video on it the day after you and I saw the movie, Vin. Oh, great. So he's going to listen to it. But for those of you who care, turn off the podcast now, go see Venom Let There Be Carnage, then finish up, okay? Here we go. So, Venom, let there be carnage. Um, it was a fun time. It was a good time. Um, uh, Vinny, I told you after we saw the movie that the be- I thought the beginning was a solid beginning. Uh, the middle w- lost me a little bit, but the ending was awesome. The fight scene. Oh, yeah. Um, what would you say uh, y- your overall thoughts on this movie, Vin? Uh, what did you like? What didn't you like? Tell us all. There is not much that I did not like about uh, uh, Venom, let there be carnage. Uh, honestly, everything was fine between Tom Hardy and Venom, or or Eddie Brock, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. What I didn't like about it was Carnage dying. Carnage is not supposed to die just like that. You know what I mean? Yes. Even though he is a uh, symbiote and he is susceptible to, uh, you know, to fire and sound, they're very sensitive to that. And I had mentioned to you after the movie that, well, what if this is a trial run for Carnage? Because, you know, as we've learned with the multiverse, there are variants of different people all over the place. So what if there is a Carnage, there is a Cletus Cassidy, you know, in the multiverse out there, and we could get Carnage again? Yeah, I, I know. I just don't like relying on that to get a return of a character. I think this was a test run for Carnage and to try and see that because, I mean, that's the only other way we will get the character back. Or it's possible that maybe Venom didn't eat all of the pieces of Carnage. What, what, you know, because he it was kind of sloppy, and we are getting to very spoiled territory, where, where Venom did eat Carnage, but he just, you know, maybe it wasn't very, very clean, as we saw. Yeah. Um, I like the movie as a whole, though. Yeah, I did too. I honestly, I thought this was better than the first. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, Carnage is one of my favorite Marvel characters and one of my favorite villains of of Marvel comics. So to see him in this movie was great. I kind of wish his voice was a little higher pitched. I didn't expect it to be so deep, you know. Um, and you know, I thought Woody Woody Harrelson, dude. Oh my god. I mean, him, he himself, I think, was, like, one of the best parts of this movie for me. Yeah. Uh, you know you know what I really, really liked? I liked when Venom escaped from prison. I mean, not Venom. Uh, when Carnage first becomes Carnage. Yeah. And he escapes from prison, and he's beating the shit out of everybody. I, I, I thought it was going to be a bloodier movie, because Carnage, Carnage is supposed to, like, rip people in, in half and shit. It is, it is PG-13, Ben, remember. Yeah, yeah. But they could have done an R-rated movie. Come on. Uh, I I think they saw the PG thirteen of the fi- of the previous movie, saw the numbers they did there, and like, well, we got to make it PG thirteen again. I don't know if we'll ever get an R rated Venom movie. I really just don't see it. Yeah, especially if he's gonna face Spider Man one day. I, I just don't think we'll get it. So let's skip through this. Um, your favorite part of the movie overall, Vinny? Would you say it's the fight scene between Carnage and Venom? Um, yeah, uh, 100%. It was absolute chaos. It was awesome. It was so good. It was so good. I loved just how Eddie and... Uh, one thing I didn't like with the movie is that Eddie and, and Car- uh, Venom were separated throughout the movie. I thought the rave he went to was funny, um, but the fight seemed to Carnage and Venom. Like This is what I always envisioned as a kid. I'm like, oh, it'd be so great if we could see Carnage and Venom fight each other. And now we did. I think overall, Sony did that really, really well. Tom Hardy, just as the crazy guy talking in his head like one of the best parts of the movie for me is when he was going to see Cletus before he died and he's and the security guard's like what are you doing man ah, I, I, I'm just practicing what I'm going to say he's like you suck Eddie you suck I'm like excuse me to the female, <laughs> the female security guard he's like ah, I, I, I don't know how to explain myself I, I think I'm having a panic attack <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tom Hardy, really Tom Hardy plays that role so well of just, just all crazy and depressed and just looking disgusting. I love Tom. Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson him, themselves were like some of my favorite parts of the movie. Venom uh, was great as always, uh, but I think the like I- I'll go on record and say it. I think this movie has the 
best use of the of the one f bomb in a PG thirteen movie ever. Oh yeah, gotta. gotta I, I mean, be the best. I mean, when Cletus, when when Venom and Eddie are holding Cletus as when like so you know that half face Venom and Eddie do, uh, you know Eddie is talking to Cletus and Cletus is like, oh, I just wanted was your friendship, Eddie, and 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 uh, uh, Tom Hardy, Eddie just goes, I'm sorry, Cletus. Venom comes back. Fuck this guy, <laughs> and then just plays yeah, yeah, his yeah. fucking head off. Oh man, it was so good. Uh, that was really it was great. Excellent. It was so fucking good. Uh, we taught saw that uh, Mulligan. I learned is uh, eventually becomes a symbiote known as Toxin. So it's possible Toxin really? is. Yes, Toxin is also the spawn of Carnage. So it's possible a little piece of Carnage could have gone onto Mulligan, creating Toxin. And as we learned, Carnage is the spawn of Venom. So father, <laughs> son, grandson. Um, the two big things that we will uh, finish off the podcast with. We're a little pressed for time for this episode. But let's talk about that after credit scene, Ben. For everybody who wants to talk about this fucking after credit scene. It's what made the whole movie, honestly. Other CJ? Than, other than the fight. CJ? Take us away. Okay. So, as we see at the end of the movie, Vinny, uh, Vinny, Venom, and... I was there. <laughs> yes, he was there. We were all there. Uh, Venom and uh, Eddie are sitting on a beach, which I thought was a nice little Easter egg to Venom's Island when uh, it was the Venom Revenge comic book. Uh, they're all talking to each other. Well, they're all talking. They're both talking to each other, and uh, Eddie's like, oh, you love me. He's like, I, uh, uh, and I'm trying to be like, oh, no. So, nice little ending because Eddie had to escape because the cops are after him. We see him on this island, and they're talk- watching this soap opera, and Venom goes to Eddie and says, We symbiotes share a hive mind over the past millions of years through different universes. Okay. Do you want to see what a fraction of that is, Eddie? Sure, go ahead. And just as we think Venom's about to show him this, the room starts changing, there's a bright light in the background, the fan starts spinning so fast to the point that, what's going on? And then... Eddie shows up in another room, a much nicer hotel room. And then Venom is freaked out by a swan towel. Ah, oh, what the hell is that? It's a swan. What a swan. <laughs> he's, freaked, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's freaked out. And then we see on the TV, J. Jonah Jameson show up. The MCU's J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons on the Daily Bugle saying that yep. enemy number one is Spider-Man. And then we see Tom Holland's Spider-Man with his mask off in New York City, presumably after that mob came after him in the trailer, tried to remove his mask, trying to escape. Yep. So, and then Venom, and then Eddie turns to Venom, goes to the TV and says, this guy, and then just licks his TV, which is the most Venom thing to do. And then uh-huh. we see some fat guy come out of the bathroom, go to go to Eddie Brock, like, dude, what are you doing in my room? And Eddie's like, uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> he has no no explanation whatsoever to do this. So, yep. mind fucking blown. And real quickly before we, uh, I ask you any reactions for this, we also have leaked audio of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man saying the following. We're not going to play this here because, you know, we don't want shit getting taken down, but it's on Twitter, it's on YouTube, go find it. But Tobey Maguire says, on my world, Octavius died. And then yep. another line says, you both have web shooters. Some people are trying to claim this as fake because you go to a deep fake uh, website and you there's sound uh, voices where you could type something in and it goes in there. They had two Tobey Maguire settings. I went to it. It sounded nothing like the audio we heard. Oh, yeah? So, no, it doesn't. So, Vinny, I want your reaction to seeing this after credit scene. Hearing this supposed leaked audio, audio also real quickly uh some visual effects guys thanks to andrea sending me this video the other day they watched the leaked video of of andrew garfield spider-man from the uh in on set of spider-man no way home and they confirmed that it's real huh. these are v uh vhfx guys in hollywood and they confirmed it's real well dude this 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 <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be the biggest MCU Marvel movie to ever happen. Dude, it's going to be the biggest and, superhero movie ever. And let's just stop speculating. Tell Maguire and Andrew Garfield they're in the fucking movie. They're, they're going to be in the fucking they movie, They have dude. to be at this point. How can they not? If 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 they're not, fuck Marvel. Oh my god. I would be again, I would be so shocked. If, if they're not in this movie, I'll eat one of my guitars. <laughs> That's not appetizing. I'm going to hold you to it. 
<laughs> um, so just all of this shit is crazy. So, so there's a lot of things what Venom could do. You know, he wants to be the lethal protector, and maybe he sees that Spider-Man's number enemy number one. He's like, oh, I need to stop this guy because he killed somebody. Or and do you do we think right now that Venom is the sixth member of the Sinister Six of this movie? Absolutely. I think we're going to see the Sinister Six, Sinister Six come together in this movie. And they're not going to be called the Sinister Six until the end of the movie. I mean, Venom has to be it, right? It's got to be Venom. Like, it, yes. This 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 scene is just like, it's like, it's all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this guy. Uh, <laughs> sound like Vince McMahon for a second. Uh Venom now being MCU canon, like this version of Venom now being MCU canon is what we've wanted, you know? I mean, sure, we like Tom Hardy as Venom, as Eddie Brock, but it was, you know, for the longest time, it was just in that other pocket thing. It's like, well, he's not really MCU canon, but he exists. Now he's MCU canon, which is Uh incredible. So how do you, real quickly, Vin, before we uh, sign off and say sayonara here, how would you... Propose Venom being the Sinister Six. I think he's going to show up. He's going to show up, and uh, oh, you know what? What you got for me? Venom is an antihero. Yes, Eddie he is. Brock. Any Eddie Brock is going to travel with Venom to that universe, unless. Well, he's already in the universe. He's there. Unless. Venom leaves. No, nah, that's too much. They're not going to get into that. But to what? I think I think Venom is going to show up and want to be against Spider-Man. But yeah. there's going to be a turning point where Venom helps the Spider-Men. I think that could happen. Maybe I or Okay, go ahead. Venom leaves Venom leaves Eddie and latches onto Tom Holland in this movie. That's another thing I was thinking of. What if he saw Tom Holland as like, ooh, a new host? Yeah. A much younger host. Because I think Sparking that... Sparking the rivalry between Peter and Eddie. That I think that could happen. Also considering Venom doesn't have the, the, the spider on him, like the white spider on his black body. Also, you know, you got to make toys for the kids. You got to sell more shit. <laughs> you got to sell yeah. more merchandise. Yeah, I-, I think it's entirely possible that we'll get that, and we could get the bl- the black suits uh, symbiote of Venom onto Peter Parker's Spider Man. Um, who knows? May- maybe this could end where like maybe Tom Holland could end up in in Eddie Brock's universe. Maybe, and then we do like you know a Spider Man versus Venom movie for Venom Three. Who who knows? But overall, this like this just brings up more hype for Spider-Man No Way Home. Like we saw what what it looked like with one of these outside characters coming into mm-hmm. the MCU. We all talked about it after the movie that like that was Doctor Strange's spell going into effect. Yeah, and and like you know. Hopefully we'll see that with the multiverse villains of, you know, of uh of Doc Ock and Green Goblin and Electro, which also that scene you know, you know how it shows where the lizard is gonna be coming into the into the movie mm-hmm. where, like, where we see the portal and he tries to grab Peter and he turns away. Well, if we super enhance that video, apparently that, that creature doesn't have a tail. So what if that's Venom? Maybe. If, I, I I mean and literally anything is possible in this movie now. Anything is possible now that we have this whole huge crossover. It, it would just be a crime if Tom Holland's Spider-Man and, and Tom Hardy's Venom never met up because they need to. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Overall, Vin, what would you say you'd give uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage? Did you like this better than the first one? Uh, and what would you give like a like an out of 10 rating for this movie? Uh, 8 out of 10... Give the first movie 7 out of 10, so we give it to Venom 2. Uh, I would say I'd enjoy this more. I would say I'd give this, like, uh, I'd have to agree with you. Maybe like a 6 or six and a half, seven for Venom 1. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed this movie so much. Uh, it was really, really good. Had a great time. All right. Well, we have to get going here, folks. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Not Another... 
God damn it, I did it again. Of fan speculation. <laughs> Leave it in there. Fuck it. Of spam, uh, spam, fan speculation. Follow us on Twitter at fan speculation. Uh, follow us on Instagram at fan speculation underscore pod. I'll give you uh, a choice on our Twitter page. Uh, what was your been your favorite MCU uh, show so far? Did you like Venom? Let there be carnage. Did you like what if? Let us all know about it. And if y'all are going to Comic Con tomorrow, the time of this release date, I will be there. Hit me up on Twitter at CJ underscore 1214 and on CJ underscore 1293 uh, if you want to meet up and hang out. I got a free fucking ticket to Comic-Con, and next week I'll tell about all my stories and fun times I had there. Vinny, do you have any final words for the good people? Make sure if you haven't watched What If, watch What If. Yeah. And uh, OC let done with the carnage. Exactly. And we spoiled everything, so. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. All right. So for CJ Palmasano. Vinny Carini. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time. Have a good night.